0: Hello and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, and here this Saturday morning to share with us today's episode of our ongoing daily fellowship with the Word. Father, we Bless you this morning. We give you all of the praise. Hallowed be your name. May all honor, or glory, praise, thanksgiving, adoration be unto you, Father, for all that you have done for us, to us, and what you are doing through us. Thank you for your immeasurable love that is everlasting. Thank you for the gift of righteousness, making us one with you. Thank you for your manifestation in us and through us, and thank you for the light that you have made us. Thank you for your ingrafted word of grace that is keeping us, building us, and delivering to us every of our inheritance. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you have done. And we acknowledge this morning every good thing that is in us because of Christ. We have received your life, and we declare. That will live it abundantly. And that life we have received from you. You came to give us life. We have received that life. And now we confess that we are living it and it is overflowing. It is reaching those around us. It's bringing light, health, healing, transformation to the millions and billions of people who need it all around us. We thank you, precious Father, for making us life. Thank you for making us salt of the earth. We are bringing taste to the life of humanity. We give you all of the praise and all of the glory. We're excited in our spirit, Lord, for just opening up our eyes to see you, Lord, and to see us. We confess that we are reigning in the fullness of your glory. That which we shared with you before the world began. Thank you, precious Father, for raising us from the dead. Thank you for seating us permanently in Christ. We give you all of the praise and all of the glory. Thank you for all that you've done. We receive your word this morning. Thank you because our eyes will open further. Our faith strengthened and our manifestation and experience continue to increase from one level of glory to another. For we are one with you in glory. Thank you, Lord. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say, Amen and amen. Plus additional one loud, very loud. Amen and amen. Praise God. Welcome this morning. You know how we do it. The day today is Saturday. So we've got to do a recap beginning from Sunday. Don't forget the key note of Sunday's message is that Christ is the truth of God. Christ is the truth of of God. And when we say truth, we are talking about reality. Reality. The true reality of God is Christ. What Christ represented is who God is, what God looks like, the way God talks, the way God thinks, the way God behaves. For the Bible tells us Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 the fullness of the Godhead the fullness of deity dwelled bodily in him. The Bible tells us in the book of John that no man has seen God except the Son who came from the bosom of the Father to explain to us who God really is. No other person could ever claim to be the way, the truth, and the life. And so the Bible also said in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse number 3, He says in the time past God spoke to our fathers, that is apostle Paul talking about here their Jewish fathers, that God spoke to them in sundry ways, in diverse means. Now the opposite is the is the truth because now he's speaking to us singularly. Remember understand the structure of the structure of the sentence he spoke before in diverse way in different means through different people but right now he is speaking to us singularly in and through his son his his son who is the true radiance who is the true image of the father in case those scriptures are quoted it's not good enough for you Jesus said to them if you have seen me, you have seen the father and then Philip asked him, well, show us the father. That Jesus said, have you been with me all this while and you don't understand that I and the father, we are one. If you heard me, you, are the, you have heard the father. If I touch you, the father touch you for I am in the father. And the Father is in me. So, there is no other anybody making any attempt to show you any other God, any other characteristics, any other future, any other behavior, any other attribute, any other future, any other explanation of God that is outside of Christ. That man is leading you to speculation and superstition. And that has always been the problem. I made a post earlier this morning where I was saying that sometimes what men teach us is nothing is nothing but their own experience of God from their ignorance. Their own experience of God from their ignorance. Now, because they have experienced a reality based on their ignorance, they now teach us. They make that That uh, experience, uh, they become evangelists. One of our brothers used this word last Thursday. They become evangelists of such lies. They don't know that what produced their experience was their ignorance of God. So they think that that's how God is. And then they start to teach that. And they they can even defend that with their life because they have seen it. Because they have experienced it. And uh, like, like I posted this morning, for the fact that you failed 50 times... Before you succeed dead does not mean that another man also must also fail 50 times before he succeed. There is one who may be able to succeed without failing. Praise God. But men love to replicate their experience. I remember, uh, uh, you know, when I landed uh, in, in the U.S. and I was trying to settle and the, the kind of job that they were offering me wasn't the kind of job that I agreed with myself and I refused to do it. So, I wanted to get into a field. I wanted to get into would They say, well, there's one brother here, the only brother we know who is into IT. Maybe you give him a call. And then I gave this uh, fellow a call and I introduced myself. I begged him. I said, uh, brother, in my very local dialect, I'm so, so, so. I'm your brother. I just came from... Nigeria, and I I want to settle in this country, and I've looked around. What you're doing is what I would like to do. Can you please, brother, can you please show me the way? And he he welcomed my talk and my speech, and he said to me, brother, the advice that I have for you uh, is that just as you have arrived, you should just go to look for the plates, to start washing plates. After you have washed plates for a while, then you can grow from there. Now, why was he saying that? He was saying that because that's exactly what he did when he came in. When he came, he washed plate, and then after washing plate for so many years, he managed to see a way. And then I thanked him. I said, Okay, there's no problem. I left him, and somehow, somehow, along the line, God is amazing. Somehow, some the line, I can't remember now. Somehow, God led me to the same program he did, and I was able to do the program, pass the exam, the first exam. I passed the second exam, and then I went ahead to take the next one, which he had not taken. And when he heard that I have taken the, the exam, that, that means that means even though I just came, I am now more qualified than him in the field. He gave me a call asking me how I did it. And uh, without prejudice, without anger in my heart, I was so happy to explain to him the route that I took to get the certification. So for the father, he washed plate. And by the way, I never wash plate anyway. For the father, he washed plate to, to grow doesn't mean I must wash plate. But most times, this story I told is read. That's my, that's a life story, but you know, you know, uh, it doesn't mean that uh, for the fact that you suffered, for the fact that you are dealing with uh, wrong people in your life and stuff like that, for the fact that uh, you had a bad relationship with a man does not mean that all men has come. Uh, For the fact that you, uh, you know, had a relationship with a sister, didn't go well, didn't mean that all sisters are demons. No, that's just not true. That is because men speak from their limited exposure. So, why am I saying all this, beloved? Don't forget how I got here this morning. There are many people who have presented God to us from their own experience. So, it doesn't matter what any man says. If it does not fit into who we are in Christ, it does not, that message does not belong to us. Because why is that? Secondly, so any idea that man is giving to you concerning God that is outside of Christ, throw it away. For Christ is the express image. The Bible calls him the express image of the Father. So what is that truth that he brought? Now that we have said, That is only in Christ we can see God. That means the truth of Christ is in God. That means, that means Christ is the truth of God. The question becomes, what exactly is that truth? Ladies and gentlemen, I shared that last Sunday, Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. The truth of God that is Christ is God in human form. God in a man. God coming down in a man. That is the revelation that Christ brought. That we are like him. His story is our story. Even though he was born in Nazareth. Yes, I was born in Nigeria just like him. He was born to some earthly parents. I was born to some earthly parents just like you. But you know that I did not originate that place. I came from the Father in heaven. Just like he came from the Father in heaven. And he came here born into the limitations of the natural man. And then he... He discovered his reality, died as that man in our place so that all of us would die in him. And as he rose from the dead, I rose from the dead. So today, I am not even after the likeness of the Christ, of the Jesus Christ of Nazareth that walked the earth. No, I am after the likeness of the resurrected Christ, the one that is perfect, the one that has paid for sin, the one that is perfect, the one that is seated in heaven, seated in the place of power and authority. That is where the Bible says I should keep my thought fixed in that place where Christ is. Again, so I explained further, this week, reading Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4. Again, let me go through it. Since you have been raised to a new life with Christ, what should you do, beloved? What should you do? Set your sights, the Bible says, on the realities of heaven. Where Christ, that means where your image, where your brother, where your representative, let me say that word that way, where he sees in the place of honor at God's right hand. Notice this He didn't say in the place of curse, he didn't say in the place of trouble, he didn't say in this place of pain and sorrow, he says he sits, we should set our affections on honor. Remember, where Christ sits, in the place of honor, he's been honored and he's seated at God's right hand. Of course, you know, the right hand is the place of all power honor and authority. Notice what the scripture says. Notice that very carefully. Where is Christ seated? Where are we seated? We are seated with him in heavenly places in the place of all power. That's where we're seated. In the place of all honor, that's where we're seated. In the place of all authority, that's where we're seated. So that we we'll do what with it? So, what do you do with power? That's the question. What do you do with authority? What do you do with power? What do you do with authority? Ask yourself those questions. He didn't say we are sitting in the place of beggarly position. We are sitting in the place of uh, uh, maybe one day God will do it. No, we we are, don't forget. It will make sense where the other place the apostle Paul says, yeah, we are seated with him in heavenly places far above. That means reigning above all earthly principles. But why? Because we have. We are seated in him in the place of power. In the place of honor and authority, beloved, think about this a little while. Feast your mind on this. Why is it that the place where Christ is seated is in the place of all power? The transla- this translation says here all the place of all power, all honor, all authority. Think about that. And then how do we do that? Yes. Verse 2 says, feast all on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. What is those treasures? Is in the place of power, in the place of honor, in the place of authority. Remember when Jesus rose from the dead, he says, all power and authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Isn't that what he says? Amen and amen. May your eyes open. May you see the truth. May you realize that everything we have lacked is because we were mumu about ourselves. We really didn't, didn't know us. We didn't know how we didn't know who the father was. Think about it. For some of us, when did we actually discover that? Oh no, God is really our father. He's not this old man in heaven with piercing eyes like fire looking to fry us up. No, he's our father whose heart runs to us regardless of our weakness, our shortfall. He's reaching out to us because his mind, his intention, his plan. And his purpose is to bring us home and not to cast us out. That no matter how smelly we may become, no matter how, he's running out to hug us and to bring us home. And to give us, remember, beloved. Doesn't this story tie in place now? Mm? This place of power, honor, and authority. Isn't, isn't this what Jesus explained with the story of the prodigal? Right? That when that son came back, right? Remember the story now? When that son came back, what did the father give him? He gave him a ring, he gave him a robe, and he gave him a sandal. What does I've thought? I've explained this before. That speaks of power, honor, and authority. See, the Bible is the same everywhere. Jesus has explained this thing. It's just that we just didn't know. Jesus told us this same story now. Remember, when the boy returned, smelly as he was, didn't matter what he did, the father gave him a robe, he gave him a ring, and he gave him a sandal. And these three things represent power, honor, and authority. And guess what? And there was music and dancing in their father's house because the lost son has come back. Beloved, again, the, the message is the same. If we just open up our eyes and look at it and allow the Spirit of God to explain to us. What I just explained to you now, remember I hadn't made this connection before. But as I was teaching, it's like, yes, this is it. This is what Jesus was telling us. He seated. we he, That boy was restored. He was restored to his original place in the Father. He was restored. And Jesus mentioned these three things. And now the Bible is telling us that that is where we are. That's where we are. We are not beggarly. Uh -uh. No, we are in the place. The Father has restored us. Restoring Christ into the place of power, honor, and authority is restoring us. Remember, everything done to Christ was done to us. That's where we sit. Now, the question is, what do we do with power, with honor, and authority? Don't forget. To bring to pass the will of our Father. Amen and amen. It's amazingly how all these stories connect together. And then the Bible now tells us that amazing story. It says though that Jesus having known. Notice this. Notice this. Jesus having known that he came from the Father. He's going back to the Father. And Jesus having known that all power, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to him. Next verse. He went to serve. He tied to well you know, a tight towel around his waist. And then he took up water and began to wash the dirty feet of his own disciples. Praise God. Amen. Does that tell us what we do with our power? What we do with our authority? Yes, sir. We use it to serve, to clean up the people, to wash their dirty feet so that they too can be restored. Just like we have been restored. Friends, There is no other greater assignment than this, whether we do it directly or indirectly. But it is the will of our Father to restore all men to him, to bring back humanity. Like I've explained, the only salvation for the world is when men become God. And it's only in Christ that a man can become God. Or there is no other... Let me even use the word now, religion. There is no other religion anywhere that teaches this. Nowhere, go and search. There's no other religion. Every other religion gives you steps that you have to climb to reach some enlightenment, to become... No, sir. It's only in our faith, in this faith, that a man can become like his maker. And his father. And how can he be? Christ is the way. Don't forget the revelation. The truth that Christ brought is God in human form. That in him, believing into him as he believed. Is that even though we are human here. But we are God just like our father. Praise God. That we are the living expression. That in us, God is in human form walking the earth. Oh, God. That is it. That in us, God is in human form walking the earth. Praise God. That is the truth of God that Christ brought. That is the reality of God that Christ brought. Praise God. Amen and amen. I know there are some of you who were born, raised in church, but what I'm saying now, It's sounding so foreign to you. You never even had, never even imagined, never even knew, knew that this is what this whole thing is all about. Thank God for his grace to bringing us here at this time. I think it's according to his time. And so we open up our heart and soak into the truth, knowing who we are. Don't forget the beginning question I asked last Sunday. The way you react to situations comes from the assurance you have about yourself. Praise God. If you were to have hundreds of millions and somebody come crying to you for one million, you are not going to cry with that person. You would tell them, wipe away your tears. It's the same thing Jesus saying, peace, be still. Praise God. Same thing. He didn't shout like them. He didn't cry with them. He said, peace, be still. And somebody comes full of disease, you look at him, you know you have the knowledge, you know you have the power, you look at him and say, peace don't cry, this disease is reversible, praise God that's, if you start to talk like that now you are talking like God, you can look at a poor man and say, "Oh, throw away your poverty, change your spirit, and then you start to expand in every way, praise God, when we do that, we are being like our father on earth, just as Jesus demonstrated praise God, hallelujah, let me stop here of course, and then I will come back to you again tomorrow tomorrow's service and uh, tomorrow is our celebration service and yeah, so keep us in your prayer speak towards the service and please do me a favor spread the good news as much as you can make it your own duty become an evangelist whether whether you are preaching to other people or you are sending the one that is preached is the same work all of us are doing praise god and don't forget you can always reach back with any feedback or to ask Any question. And please help me to enjoy your weekend. Get as much rest as you can. Don't forget the spirit is inside the body. The body needs to be fit to be able to do the work of the spirit. So, don't forget. Make rest a priority. Very important. And then when I'm talking about rest, I'm talking about rest on all sides. Soul, spirit, and body. Please don't forget that this morning you... Have been served. Shalom.